Hi, everyone. Welcome to Bad on Paper Podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And it still feels weird saying our new name. But we're getting used to it. And I think I think I actually like it more now that the dust is settled. I like it, too. I think it sounds a little cooler. Like, I don't think we're cool, but it sounds cooler than 35-year-old... Well, I'm 30, I'm 36, talking about being young adults. I'd like to go on the record both saying that we're cool... And the name of our new podcast is cool. It's all cool. But um, I just wanted to say thank you to our listeners. I was bowled over um, by the outpouring of support from our last episode. People were so nice and so supportive. So many people wrote us to say that they would listen to us no matter what we called it. Somebody was joking that we could just call it Grace and Becca Talk for 45 minutes and they would listen, which I thought was... I think that's a really creative name. Maybe should we change it again? We should, we should change it again, just to add to extra confusion. Yeah, here's here's the new thing. We're just going to pick a new name every episode. You'll yeah. never know who we are. Yeah. It'll be great and confusing. Yeah, that's the goal. But everyone was really nice. I no, felt it was really, so nice, you guys. I felt really supported last week. Me too. It really it lifted us up because we really weren't, we were, we were both pretty sad. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We love getting your emails and we love... I love the Facebook group. I love the Facebook group. Yeah. The Facebook group's amazing. I feel like I'm friends with the people in there, even though I've never met them. I know. But now I log into Facebook and I get so overwhelmed because there's like so many things to reply to. I feel very popular. You're just going to need to deal with that. Yeah. So before we get started, uh, this week we're talking about To All the Boys I Loved Before by Jenny Han. But should we do some highs and lows before we get into it? Yes. So my high this week was spent with you. Um, We got invited to Tasting Tables Lobster Rumble. And if you know me, my favorite food in the world is a lobster roll. So I was so excited. Becca and I tasted 25 lobster rolls. Um, It was a little bit regrettable towards like the second half of the lobster rolls. Lobster actually still looks gross. It's only been a few days, but I... We overdosed on lobster rolls. It was good. I don't think we had the right strategy where we went really hard. We were really aggressive at first and we yeah. ate the whole thing. Like we should have shared every roll. Yeah, it was great though. I have been, it's it's really funny because I've been having such a lobster roll craving since maybe a month ago, Grace posted this Instagram. Uh, she was hanging out without me, which is first of all rude. And she got a lobster roll. And ever since then, I've been really wanting one. And so I had 25, and now I, like, am set on lobster rolls for a while. But it, it was great. I'm seconding this high. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Um, Becca, what was your high? Oh, so my high was I was at my college reunion last weekend, and I had such a blast. It was, it was like, 20 of my closest friends. We pretended that we were 21 again and played all sorts of drinking games and stayed in the dorms. Like it was really good to see people that I don't get to see all the time. It was a blast. I was, um, not, I guess maybe a little nervous going because I would be so nervous. I didn't go to my college reunion. Well, I was only nervous because I just had quit my job. And so, you know, going to your reunion and having to have all these small talk conversations with people and be like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, well, I do nothing. Like, I have this podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm I, a full-time podcaster. Yeah, I'm doing nothing. I'm going to Asia. Um, so I was like, oh, this is going to be a little awkward. But it wasn't at all. I, I mean, I kind of went there with the no new friends philosophy. I was really just catching up with people that I already know and love. But um, it was so fun. It was so nostalgic. I have stayed really, really close with my friends from college. And so 
having everyone in the same place, like whether it's at a reunion or a wedding or something like that is always really special. That's so fun. Yeah. That was my high. What was your low? So my low is also the lobster rumble because <laughs> I was so sick the day after. I mean, it was mostly a hangover, if we're being honest. I did. I had one of those weird, awful wine hangovers where I fell asleep like as soon as we got home. And then I woke up at 5 a.m. and just, like, could not sleep. So I had some work that was due. Like, I had, like, a morning video that needed to go live and a few things. So I was like, oh, I'll just do it now, and then I won't be stressed later. So I was up at 5. I did, like, two hours of work. Then I went to the gym. I ran three miles. I did a bunch of planks, and I did a headstand and did some yoga. And then I felt like it suddenly, like, all hit me at, like, 8.30 in the morning. I was like, oh, I'm hungover. I I respect you getting after it like that. I didn't feel awesome yesterday morning either, but I slept until 10.30, had a breakfast sandwich, and then went to SoulCycle. And, like, by doing that, I think I, like, I slept through most of the hangover. Yeah, see, I just, like, I guess I just tackled it head on, and <laughs> I was on the couch for most of the day. Like, I did a little work on my couch, and then I, like, took a nap, and then I, like, was laptop on the couch the rest of the day. And then I had to meet my family because my sister-in-law had a big like barbecue and I show up and I'm like with my big bottle of smart water, like, well, let this, let this be a lesson to you to be less proactive. The lesson is stay in bed, stay in bed. But then you're just like laying there like dead, like unable to sleep. Mm, I don't have a solution for you. Yeah. The only way out is through, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> it was bad. And then there were, I think it was like a mix of like a wine hangover and a gluten hangover because mm. we had so much bread. I've just, this has been a big week of food for me. I don't know that us going on a big vacation is going to make it better, but it's, like. It's not. And we're going to eat a lot. But we're yeah. going to do yoga and we're going to walk a lot. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to convince you that yoga is hard. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'll, I'll check back in. Yeah. Um, what was your low? Milo is going to make me sound so spoiled. And I know that. So I want everyone to know that I know that you this makes me sound spoiled. You are spoiled and privileged. Ew. But I already feel like I don't have enough time off. So I told myself that I was going to take seven weeks off from work, not think about work, not take any meetings, do anything like that. And I'm two weeks in and I already feel like I need more time because we're going to Asia next week. So three of the weeks are in New York and then four weeks are in Asia. So I just, I don't feel like I've had enough downtime yet. And I'm, I haven't done, I made a huge list. I saw your list of what you were going to do. And I like laughed. I'm like, she's going to have enough time to like work out and do all her errands before Asia. And then like, we're going to go on our trip. That's exactly true. So I'm going to get into politics. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to find a way to participate and, and help the, the political cause in 2020, like, I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to go to museums. I still think you and I should find a way to do those things because I want to do those things too. Right. But I've done none of them. Yeah. But the, later this summer when we're back from traveling. Yeah. Like I mean, on weekends. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go have all these solo lunch dates. I've done none of this. I've, I went to the movies by myself, which is good. I've definitely been like going really hard at exercising and I've, I've checked a lot of errands off, but I don't feel like I've gotten to the point where... I'm like living my best lady of leisure lifestyle that I wanted. Yeah. So I think that busy people tend to just find a way to like fill the time and become, and like, that's true. I was also wondering if there, if you're not very leisurely by nature, I know if I stayed, (laughs) if I gave myself more weeks, if I would get to this level of relaxation or if I would just continue to find. yeah. Yeah. So that's my, 
It's not a very low low, but yeah, that's my low for this week. It's not a low low. That's that's a low of someone who's stretching to find a low. You had a good week. I had a good week. Yeah, yeah I did. So should we talk about the book? Let's talk about the book. Okay. So I think we're going to try to do the plot summary up front again. I think that worked really well. Yeah. I liked that format too. Um, so before we get into it, this was my first Jenny Han book. Had you read any of her books before? I have not. No. I follow her on Instagram though. So it's weird that I haven't read any Why of her books. Why do you follow her on Instagram? I don't know. I follow a bunch of random authors. Huh. But anyway, this is my first Jenny Han book and, um, our listeners are nuts for her. We, so we crowdsourced this book. If you remember, we did it on Instagram and we had like a whole voting thing and like by a mile, this book is the book that people wanted to read. Everyone wanted to read it. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. Okay. Do you want me to kick us off on plot? Kick us off, Becca. Okay. So the main character, her name is Lara Jean and I'm, I know that I'm going to mess this up because it's so close to Lorna Jane, the, yes. the workout brand. And I keep saying that in my head instead. She's totally Lorna Jane in my head too. So if I screw this up, I'm an idiot. Lara Jean. Lara Jean. Okay. Yes. So she is the middle of three sisters and her older sister, Margot is uh, getting ready to go off to college she has a boyfriend whose name is Josh and she breaks up with him right before she goes to college and she's going to college in Scotland. Yeah. Which is like kind of a baller move. Yeah. So while uh, her family is, is doing some spring cleaning, um, Lara Jean has a box of love letters under her bed or in her closet. I don't actually know where they are. Um, and what she does is every time she has a crush, when she's saying goodbye to the crush, she writes them a really long love letter and seals it, but doesn't mail it. And the box of love letters gets donated to Goodwill. So um, they get sent out to each of the boys that she has a crush on. There's five of them in all. And one of them is her sister's boyfriend slash ex-boyfriend, Josh. So there's definitely some drama. Yes. So she loved Josh before they had, before her sister had gotten together with him. Yes. 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 There wasn't anything There wasn't untoward. like overlap. Yeah. 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 So Josh gets the letter and it causes all this drama. He's like, what is this? Why did you send this? Like, I'm so confused. And she's like, oh, it's an old letter. Like, just don't worry about it. Like trying to totally make it seem not like it wasn't a big deal. And what she does is she starts a fake relationship with Peter. I'm going to mess up his name. I keep wanting to call him Kandinsky, like the artist. but He's he's Peter Kavinsky. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he's like this super popular kind of like jock guy um, who is also one of her crushes and also got a letter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's just broken up with his girlfriend and he's trying to make his girlfriend jealous. So it's kind of like the perfect fit. They kind of just decide that they're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. And everyone is like totally shocked by this relationship because she's totally like the good girl and, you know, very sweet and innocent. And he kind of like, you know, has sex with his girlfriend and they're kind of, you know, just the more like, I guess, faster, like cool kids. Yeah. So, of course, she starts dating him, and she starts to fall for Peter just as Josh starts to develop feelings for her. So she has major love triangle going on. Um, But everything falls apart because they're on a ski trip, and these rumors start that she had sex with Peter Kavinsky in the hot tub where all they did was make out. Um, But she's super mortified because this is 
you know, because of her good girl reputation. And, and of course they didn't do that. So, um, everything kind of comes to a head, uh, her and Peter break up. She's super mad at him, but Peter shows up at her family Christmas party and confronts her because he's like, I was into you too. Why did you like, why did we break up over this? Yeah. And, um, Josh comes over to confront Peter because he sees them talking and he doesn't know that their relationship was, was fake. So he's trying to defend Lara Jean. And in the meantime, Lara Jean's sister overhears and like the cat is out of the bag that Josh and Lara Jean kissed that she had a crush on him. So there's huge sister sister drama. drama. Yeah. And Lara Jean feels so terrible and it's really awful because like, I I couldn't imagine like doing something like that to to one of my sisters. So that was that was pretty upsetting. But at the end, they make up. Yes. And Largine ends up alone. Not in a sad way. She's just like, it's, it's her, her decision. decision. She doesn't want to be with Josh. She doesn't want to be with Peter. She's just... She's just living her life. Yeah. And making the decision she feels is right, which I liked. I thought that the whole book, I was like, which one of them is she going to end up with? What's going to happen? And I kind of liked that I was thrown off. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, also... It's a three-book series, so we had to have known that we weren't going to get concrete resolution at the end. So let's get into discussion of this book. Yes. So the first thing I always want to know about any book we read, what did you think of the main character? Ooh, so... Um, well, I have to say in the beginning, and it's funny, I haven't gotten into the Facebook group to reply to comments yet, but I saw somebody in there wrote exactly what I was feeling. Oh my God, Tyrion just leapt out of the window, like leapt. Do you think he's coming to participate in this conversation? I think he feels strongly about the, uh, the protagonist. He's running well. towards us. I think he, he likes her. Oh my God, he just fell. Okay, sorry guys. Um, Tyrion gets really wild and it's very hilarious. Also, Tyrion is Grace's cat, in case you don't know that. Yeah, he's sorry, not my just like a Tyrion. man who's running it's around. Not, it's not Peter apartment. Dinklage from Game of Thrones running around my apartment. I wish. That would be fun. That would be I real fun. Um, so, I have mixed feelings. In the beginning, I was like, this book is so juvenile. Like, it feels like I'm listening to, like, this, it is, I mean, it's a young adult book. She's a teenager it felt like I was listening to this like little girl complain about mommy and daddy and sister and this. And I was like, I am not going to make it through this book. And then it started to really pick up and get interesting once the letters got sent and I like needed to know what was going to happen. I felt her voice was very annoying, but it was, she's a little girl, like, or a teenager rather. By the end, I grew to like her. I felt like she's smart. I felt like she was, she had like good direction. Like she was, I agree, a good kid. I liked, so I have mixed feelings as well. I liked that she had a compass. Like she was insecure, but she knew who she was and why she was, like she cared about her family. She cared about her mm-hmm. sisters. She cared about school. Yeah, she was she, so responsible. The, the relationship with the younger sister, yeah. I thought was so sweet. Yeah, like she wasn't trying to be something that she wasn't. Like she was being true to herself, which I really liked. Yeah. Even if being true to herself wasn't being the most popular girl in school or being, you know, adored like she she knew it was important to her which I liked and I think was like a very good role model if a real young adult was living was reading this yes I agree one okay so I have two other things so one question why didn't she have any friends I know she just had like that degenerate girl Chris as her friend. yeah so she had that one friend and I guess she had Josh before he became her sister's boyfriend but it like, felt like the sisters were all so close that they were each other's best friends but 
I thought that was weird that she didn't have any yeah. close girlfriends outside of her sisters. I mean, maybe for practical reasons, when you're writing this book, you don't want to have to explain and keep track of all these other, all these characters. other characters. But, but that was the one thing that bothered me about her, where I was like, girl, go get some friends. Like, get some friends to help you through this situation. They did say that she had a falling out with that girl, Genevieve. Like, right. that Genevieve decided she wasn't cool enough. Right. But, like, but even if you're not popular, school. you have, like, other friends that aren't popular. Yeah, and you have, like, a lunch table. You have yeah. to sit somewhere at lunch. You have, like, a circle of friends in high school. Yeah. No matter who you are, even if you're an outcast, like, you have a circle of outcasts. Exactly. So that was one thing that kind of irked me. Yeah, same. Oh, so the other thing that I want to talk about that I thought was really interesting. So one of our listeners DM'd us on Instagram. And she is doing this her is master's so and she's writing her dissertation on young adult fantasy publishing. And I didn't fact check this, so I'm just taking this at face value, but it might be fake news. But she told us 70% of young adult fiction is actually consumed by adults, so by 18 to 35s. Um, and I, I first of all thought that was crazy. But in light of that, I don't know, it made me think about this character who really feels like she was written for really, a young adult. Yeah, this feels like it was definitely written for someone in that age bracket, not us. Right, because I was willing to not forgive a lot, but I, my whole opinion of Lara Jean was really based on the fact that if I was picking something for somebody who was in middle or high school, like I think Lara Jean would be a great role yes. model a really good character way more so than yeah, if I had you know kids, the americas of the selection yes. or you know like any of these other girls who are so vapid and like mm-hmm. confused and like a little stupid yeah i i like lara jean way better but then if i'm thinking of it from an adult perspective i was like girl get some friends like yeah, get some friends where are they yeah like there was there were other things about her that i was like like she was the like, kind of a prude like i was like oh if this is written for an adult audience like yeah. Margin has some flaws. Yeah, agreed. I think that that number is probably like thinking about things like The Hunger Games and um what was the other series, Divergent and yeah. stuff cuz like every adult was reading those books when they came out. Yeah. I wonder we we're, we like really go deep into the YA books like Right. I don't think every young every adult is reading as much YA as we read. Yeah. But then again, I wonder how many middle and high schoolers are reading for pleasure because when you're that age you have school reading so like maybe over the summer but I wonder how many of them are actually doing extracurricular reading um and are actually getting to these books versus if maybe the demographic is adults who are hobby readers yeah I don't don't know know. yeah I thought that was interesting yeah me too but anyway one thing that we were talking about is like how would you feel if this happened to you because like Oh, my God. I've done something similar, which we can get into. Like, I've written letters to my exes. Like, I, I saw this, um, like, spiritual healer woman. So, and Grace is toning this down because when this happened, and this was a while ago. This yeah. was probably, like, a year ago. When she told me, she was like, I saw a witch. I went to see a witch. Exactly. So, she's, like, really putting a... The witch is friends with a bunch of my friends, and she's just, like, a normal woman, but she calls herself a witch. Like, Right. It's so, not, you're putting a less woo-woo face yeah, on this it's for less our listeners. woo than it seems. But I went to a witch, and she was... And I was feeling stuck. So, she had me write some letters to people. Like, I was feeling very resentful towards one ex- an ex-boyfriend. Um, and so, I wrote a letter, and then she had me burn the letter and like say a few words and put it to like peace and I felt a lot better after I did it but I was thinking about like if he saw that letter that I had written like if it got sent to him I was like ooh, like nobody none of my ex-boyfriends or people I've loved need to to see any of that 
Wait, so have you done this ritual again, or you only did it that once? I did it that one time. Okay. It was fun, and it did feel good, but, like, I'm not really... Like, I burn... Like, I'm a little woo-woo. Like, I meditate. I yeah. burn my Palo Santo. I have my crystals that I like to hold when I meditate. But, like, spells and stuff, I think that's, like, a little too much for me. Well... It was kind of fun doing it, but... So I felt mortified for her. Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I don't. So, like, that's one of those shows that I I had to stop watching it because it makes my stomach knot because I feel so embarrassed for Larry David. And I felt the same way for her that I was like, oh, my God. Like, I... This is terrible for you. I feel really bad. But, like, also, why did she address the letters in the first place? Like, if she wasn't planning to send them... Why did she put an address on them? I feel like that was a major hole in the plot. And I love the concept of the book. But I I just felt like that was totally unrealistic. Like, she wouldn't have addressed them. Like, she just... You wouldn't have done that. Right. Like, that seems like, like a putting step your too name far. on the letter would be enough. Right. Like, I just don't see anyone who would address it. Right. Like... Well, wait. Another question I had for you. Do you stay friends with your exes? I try to. I Like, I have one big ex that I dated for, like four years and we're friendly I would say yeah but you can't see the person every day and you need to move on with your life I'm like I would say I'm like friendly with any ex like I just I'm went, like the opposite I once I stop dating somebody like in my head they're dead oh that's so funny. like if I ran into them in the street I would pretend not to see them like I don't stay friends with exes. I saw somebody I dated on the street yesterday I didn't tell you this story oh I'll tell you who it was after this because it's funny. But I saw him and he saw me and we both just like looked at each other and kept walking. Yeah, that's what I would do. So, But this was one person like we literally had nothing in common. It was just completely physical. I like, think I it know was, who it is. Yeah, you know who it is. Um, this was a long time ago. So, But so that made it since I don't stay friends with exes, it, it made me feel even more squeamish about this whole plot line where if I if accidentally I don't write letters to exes, but like. If I did and they got sent, oh, my God, it would be such a hot mess. Yeah, no, it would be bad. Like, yeah, you just don't, you don't want that. No. I mean, I feel for her. This is, like, that would be a real pickle to be Especially at that age in high school where, like, anything that happens is so much more dramatic when you're that age. Well, wait. So when you were in high school, did you ever, so I went through this phase I, I was like pseudo feminist. I, I like, I think I was like, I'm going to like, I don't have to wait for a guy to ask me out. I'm going to tell a guy that he, that I like him. And so I went through this year where I would just like go around and every time I had a crush on a boy, I would like tell him that I liked him and like be really forward about it. Oh, wow. And like, sometimes it worked out and sometimes it didn't. Yeah. It's like uncomfortable putting yourself out yeah. there like that. And especially for her that she, like I was trying to do it. I was making a big thing of it. She wasn't. She was just like writing these letters for herself and they accidentally got sent, which somehow makes it worse. Oh, yeah. Oh I God. felt really squeamish about it. I felt plot. really, really like, oh, I felt really bad for her. But the fact that they were addressed still like, I'm just like, mm-hmm. I wish there was another way they fell into her Yeah, hands. that's like, a plot hole. I wish that, like, the little sister, like, had, um... Because in the end, it came out that the little sister had mailed right. them. I wish that the little sister had, like, stuck them in the mailbox or, like, given them to the boys at high school or right. something. yeah. Like, I just felt like they... She wouldn't have ad- addressed them, and I'm harping on this, but... Yeah. Yeah, we can move on, though. Well, wait, here's another question. Okay. So, Lara Jean was definitely, like... She was a good egg. Like, yes. she was a good student. She was a good daughter. She was, yes. like, a good kid. Were you a good egg or a bad egg in high school? I'd say I was a mixed egg. I was really, really into school and sports, but, like, 
Real talk, I was not the kind of sister that she was to her sisters. Mm. Like, I was kind of a brat. I teased my sisters. I was mean. We fought. We were all nasty to each other. Like, now we're, like, all the best of friends. But, like, that kind of... I think it was because their their mom had died. So, like, this older sister's kind of filled in to, like, yeah. take care of the younger sister. And I loved that. But I was not like that to my sisters. Wait, what was the worst thing you did to your sisters growing up? Um, I told my sister... That she looked like Hanson. Um, <laughs> and she, like, still, like, reminds me of that. To Merida? Yeah. I mean, she went... Th- Hanson was so pretty. Like, it's actually a huge compliment. And not the older... Like, the middle one. Oh, yeah. He the was The middle pretty. one was, like, really beautiful. And he looked a lot like her. Like, it was more of a thing to him than to her. It was, like, telling her she looked like a beautiful 12-year-old girl. But... And she was she pissed was at you? pissed. And we would fight. Um, I remember one time I said something to Becca that she was so upset that she pinned me to a wall in between the legs of a chair. She flipped the chair, and I was like, this is it. I'm going to die. Like, wow. It's, my life is over now. So we would fight. We would get physical. We would be – I was very verbally mean to them. And, like, I, I hate that I did that, but the, it was just, like, sibling, sibling rivalry. And like, I feel like that's common. I think a lot of yeah. – I'm an only child, um, but I think – a lot of my friends who have siblings didn't become close to their siblings until after high school. Yeah. I think it's pretty normal, but like I, I was reading this book and it made me feel pretty bad about how mm. I was as a big sister, like versus the way that Lara Jean and Margot treated Kitty. Yeah. I was like, I was a medium egg, maybe more <laughs> towards the bad egg side of the spectrum. Um, so because of it, I feel like I couldn't necessarily relate that well to Laura Jean because her experience was so different than mine. So when I was in high school, all of my friends, not all of them, but a lot of my friends had older siblings. And so their parents were on their last child and were totally desensitized. And so, you know, like we would drink, we would throw parties, like we would go out late. Like we were definitely more akin to like Peter's group than Lara Jean. And like a lot of my friends had older brothers so like they would buy us alcohol like we would go hang out with their friends because we thought hanging out with older boys was so cool so oh you were wild see yeah. I was on the straight and narrow because I was a runner mm. and like I would be thrown off the cross-country team if I got caught drinking or something so I just oh. never drank I didn't until senior year then we were like we like secretly drank a few times yeah like we one of my friends in high school would throw these like big parties and her parents would take everyone's keys but they didn't really they knew that she was having a party they didn't care yeah. I was like definitely not quite a Lara Jean that's funny so wait so we kind of touched on this when we were giving the summary but what did you think of the ending what did you think of her winding up with no one I liked it I felt like it was unexpected and it sets you up for the next one which like I really don't want to read the rest of the series because I have so many books in my pile that I need to read but I want to know what happens so I want Mm. you to read it and then like give me the cliff note version well I don't think I'm going to read them either I liked this book like I would give this a solid four stars out of five yeah but I didn't feel connected to her so much that I wanted to keep reading more books yeah and I didn't feel like the plot was so like oh my god what happens next the same way that something like the selection is where I had to keep reading even though I didn't like the characters because I needed to know what happened yes I agree it wasn't like juicy enough yeah where with this one no matter who she ends up with I don't care that much yeah so I don't know that I would keep going I'm not gonna I would you know what I want I might like google it to see what happened so this is turning into I 
think it's a, I don't know if it's a Netflix series or a Netflix movie, but it's turning into something and I could see myself watching it. Oh, I would totally watch it. Yeah. I don't know how close they'll stay to the plot line. I think Jenny Han is involved. So I assume decently close, but I would watch this for sure. So maybe that's how I'll find out what happens next. Yeah. But I love that she ended up by herself. I did too. Again, like I think she's such a good, she was like a strong, she was, we talk about like, where are all the strong female protagonists? And like, I felt like she was a good one for sure. Yeah. And I think she's such a good role model for Mm -hmm. actual young adults where it's like one of my biggest gripes with young adult books are that all the girls need to get a boyfriend in order to understand their intrinsic value. Mm -hmm. And this girl was like, I have two guys who want me and I don't want to be with either of them. Like they've both done things that are shady or, you know, I'm happy by myself. Yeah. And I think that's a great message that you don't come across in a lot of young adult books. So I agree. And she she just had a good, a good head on her shoulders. Yeah. 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 So I, I liked that. And I liked that she had a transformation, but it was more like emotional in terms of her being open to new experiences and like growing up Mm -hmm. more so than that. She like totally changed who she was as a person. I agree. Two thumbs up on the ending for me. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I, I want to be honest. I feel like other listeners and people in our Facebook group and people on Instagram liked this book more than we did yeah I didn't dislike I didn't dislike it but people were really fanatical about how good it was and I was like I think I think I just had a hard time getting past like the really juvenile tone of voice and like the fact I mean the author really got into character and she sounded like a 15 year old girl yeah which is the point yeah but and it's not to dissuade people from reading it yeah it's it was well written it was good it was just it was a little slow but it was good I, I feel like people it. are going to come after us for that. Yeah. Guys, don't come after us. We're just we're just t- saying what we feel. Yeah. But still, four out of five stars isn't bad. Yeah. And we're a tough crowd. Should we switch gears? Yeah. Let's talk about obsessions. Okay. I'm going to go first because okay. I feel really strongly about this. Okay. So my obsession are these sandals that I got from Lulu's. Lulu's. That's like a blast from the past. It's a blast from the past. I haven't shopped there since like 2008. So I'm going to tell you how it happened. So before I left Lola, we were talking about them in our company Slack channel because they just raised a boatload of money, like over $100 million boatload of money. And so we were talking about it. Somebody sent a news article in there and I was like, wow, I haven't thought about Lulu's in a long time. I think of Lulu's as like a a janky ASOS, I guess. Yeah. So I, so I jumped on there just to kind of check out what happened to it. And I ended up buying, I bought a few pairs of shoes, but this is the only pair that I kept. Oh my God. There are these sandals. They were $22. They're so comfortable. Okay. I'm on here they're now. Really and they're really cute. They're cute sandals. Yeah. And everything is like t- literally $23. Yeah. So I, I like them so much. They're so comfortable that I ended up buying them in another color and I'm obsessed with them. I'm going to share them on our Instagram story. Ooh, and I want these leopard ones. They're $32. Yeah. I'll, and I'll put the link to the sandals um, in our Facebook group or on Instagram. I'll put it somewhere, but I am obsessed with them. I've been wearing them all over New York and I think if sandals can pass the New York City test where you know if you walk seven miles in a day and you're not hurting that's like a that's a strong endorsement I gotta look at them because I this is not my obsession Becca but it made me think of them I got the best um emerald green espadrille wedges from Talbot's Talbot's is like my it's more expensive I love Talbot's like I'm I have no shame in the fact that I love Talbot's they have the best striped t-shirts and they have super super cute comfortable heels so I'm all about like 
wearing my Talbot's tee with like my redone denim and like maybe a pair of Manolo Blahniks. Mm -hmm. Like I like to mix it up. But these espadrilles are like paradise to walk in. Interesting. I I went all over the city yesterday night and yesterday day. Oh, well, the other thing about these sandals is that I feel like I I think I'm going to bring them to Asia and they're $22. So I'm actually thinking before I go, maybe I'll buy two new pairs. So if I wreck them, it's yeah. no big deal. Who cares if you wreck $22 sandals because you wear them in the rain or you like yeah, that's the get best. them sandy or muddy or whatever. So I wish I had known about these because I wore a pair of La Florandel shoes in Cuba that and it rained the whole time we were oh. in Cuba and they're they were like, I can still wear them, but maybe they're I shouldn't still so wear them. Like the yeah. suede is just like it's all different, like shade they're orange and it's like different shades of orange. Yeah. My feet were orange because of the shoes. It was bad. Yeah. So I feel good about wrecking these shoes, but I like them so much that I, like, I don't want to ruin them. I'm on the Lulu's page right now, and, like, I'm impressed. I need yeah. to know which ones you got because I want to ensure that they're comfortable before I place an order. I'll show you. And then I also bought a pair, of, another pair of, I just am nonstop shopping on Lulu's now. I also bought another pair of shoes that haven't come yet for a wedding I'm in later this summer. I needed cheap shoes that to go with this dress, and I was like, oh, I'm never going to wear them again. I don't want to spend a lot of money. Interesting. So deeply into Lulu's right now. Okay. I'm, I am su- I support that, and, like, I want to place an order. I'm leaving this open, and I'm going to go come back to it. Tell me what you're obsessed with. Get off oh Lulu's my God. and tell okay, me I'm about you. Lulu's. I have this in front of me because I have to spell it out for you guys. It's this amazing all-natural body lotion called Pretty Potion, but it's pretty without the E, so it's P-R-T-T-Y. Potion is spelled P-E-A-U. S H U N, almost like they're they're Can I? spelling it phonetically. I haven't tried this. I have no I'm opinion on the product, little. but um, I hate when brands take a lot of liberties with spelling things. I know it's like it's kind it's, of annoying. It like just makes spell it pretty no potion. sense. It's annoying, but this and this product it comes in like this metallic like bag with a little spigot attached to it, which is great because it's a lot less waste on the earth. Like you could just throw this in the recycle and, and be done with it. But it, um, it's this lotion that's created by a makeup artist and it is firming. So it like tightens up your skin, but it also has like a very, very subtle sparkle. Like it's very subtle. Um, so it makes you just like very firm, but also radiant. I scoffed at this before when Grace told me about it, but then she's like, I have it on all over my body. I'm like, she I have doesn't it on look all like, over, and I'm not, but I have like a little bit of a glow. I was picturing it like um, it's Edward not, Cullen in Twilight when he goes into that field and it's just like glitter. But I got it on a website called Levert Beauty. They're like one I of my go tos for um, all things natural because, and I like I like shopping at stores like Levert and Credo and um, Full Lane because they kind of take all the work out for you. Like, you know that if it's sold there, it's like a good product. But this is, it's, it's really good. And I would just say like most natural body lotions I find are kind of like hippie crunchy. And this, I love that this has like a little shimmer and it also has like tightening, a tightening effect. Because who doesn't want to feel like a little more firmed up for, for summer? Mine's not as fancy, but I use the Whole Foods brand organic body lotion, the unscented one. I used I like to use, it. oh, no, I used to use that too. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And I'm a big believer that, like, your body lotion should be organic because they're of surface area. Yes, we've like, discussed this. We yeah. don't actually know if it's true. We don't know if it's true. But, like, I think that if you, you use all natural body products, like, it's okay to, like, put, like, a dime-sized amount of something with chemicals on your face. Yeah. Because it's, like, Smaller way less. Area. It's There's less products being absorbed yeah, into your blood. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So that's my opinion there. Let's get to Instagram. Yeah. So mine right now is not an actual account, but it says hashtag. It's two of my favorite things. It's called, it's just hashtag cats and plants. And I have no <laughs> idea how this was suggested to me, but like I love plants and greenery and I love cats. So it's all pictures of cats like lounging in plants or near plants. And it's just like, it makes me really happy. How, do you use the hashtag? Are you a participant? I, um... Well, I don't have any living plants in my apartment That's right true. now, so I can't. Mm-hmm. But if I had one, I would. So mine is the home edit. So this is an account that somebody suggested to me, maybe over DM or something. I can't remember this. what I was talking about, but one of our listeners suggested it to me. It's these two women. They're professional organizers. They do all these celebrity homes. So their feed, their grid is really good Ooh. because they have, it's like, organization porn Mm -hmm. where it's like all these beautiful celebrity houses that are so organized but then they do instagram stories and they're both super snarky and they it feels like somebody that we would get along with and so i really like the juxtaposition of like the fact that that. they have like really real stories but then their content is obviously gorgeous interesting i like this yeah What about reading? What have you been reading this week? So I've been reading, um, speaking of Talbot's, Talbot's has this summer book club and it's always like the best books. It's like, just so you know, this podcast is in no way sponsored by Talbot's. Talbot's has nothing to do with this. An enthusiastic Talbot supporter. An enthusiastic Talbot supporter. But they have this summer book club and um, one of the authors that they have participating in is Nancy Thayer. And I love all of her books. She's kind of like Ellen Helderbrand in that they're all about Nantucket. Oh, okay. And, like, I grew up on Cape Cod, so, like, the, reading these ho- these books that usually take place in a big Nantucket beach house, they're just very comforting. They're always about family, and, like, there's usually a little bit of a romance. This kind of follows three different couples and their marriages, um, and, like, going back and forth between Boston and Nantucket. And, like, I also love Boston, as Wait, you know. Wait, did you say the name of the book? It's called oh, it's called a Nantucket wedding. <laughs> that um, might be helpful. Yes, it's an it's a Nantucket wedding by Nancy Thayer. I finished it last night, and it's just like it's like chicken soup for the soul. It's really good, and mm-hmm. I liked. I felt like it was a really realistic take on marriages and re, like relationships. Not that I've been married, but I've been in long term relationships, and it shows the couples fighting, and it shows things not being perfect. But at the end of the day, like you work through things or you don't. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, but it was, I thought it was really realistic, but also like deeply comforting and just a great book. I, I give it two thumbs up. That sounds like a great, like beach read. Yes. Perfect beach read. What are you reading Becca? So I read matchmaking for beginners by Maddie Dawson and this book, um, well, you probably don't do this. So uh, it was a Kindle first. Oh, I don't have a Kindle. So every month, Amazon curates a book from a bunch of categories, and you get early access to them, and they're like two ninety nine. And so this was one of the books from May. Okay. And usually they pick really good ones, so I feel comfortable picking up one of them without reading a sample. I'm just like, oh, I'll buy this. It's cheap, and it's it's usually good. Yeah. I loved this book. I read it. I started reading it on the train back from Boston when I was coming home from my college reunion. And it was probably not the best choice because I, and I I also was having a deep emotional hangover from coming home from my reunion. So I was definitely more emotional than usual. I cried 10 times during this book. I'm an easy crier. So like, I don't know if you would, but, um, oh my God, I loved it. It's about this girl who is, Um, marrying into this family and at her engagement party she meets her fiance's great aunt 
who's this woman who's kind of the outcast of the family. She lives in Brooklyn and um, she's like a spiritual healer, kind of like maybe a little bit on the witchy side of the spectrum. And um, she, the girl ends up breaking up with her fiance, um, but she stays close with the aunt um, and not to spoil too much. This is pretty apparent early on, but the aunt dies and leaves her, her house in Brooklyn. And it's like all about her, journey to like become the human who she's going to be where she's like pretty sheltered and like she wants to live this small life and and kind of like how she moves to Brooklyn and and wakes up to her potential it was just it was so nice on so many levels I loved all of the characters oh I loved this book it was a book that like do you ever get a book hangover? Yes. I've said hangover like nine times in the description of, of like <laughs> this book, but um, where it's like a book where it ends and you're just like, oh, like I'm never going to read anything this good again. I had mm-hmm. one from this. Like I loved it. Oh, so I'm adding that to my list. I can't recommend it okay. highly enough. That's a glowing recommendation. Yeah. I loved it. Becca was talking a lot of smack about books earlier as I was going through my reading list and things I was going to order. And she was like, don't read that. That sucks. Don't read that. That sucks. I was just reading her the reviews from I, Goodreads. And no, I don't, no. I try not to read anything below 3.5 stars. But the, the hating game, I've been told by oh, multiple I, blog readers to read it and you shat all over. I'm still going to read it. It's cute. It's yeah. just like, it's trash. Like, I don't think we need to discuss it on this podcast. No, we like, don't. I will read it on my own and yeah. put it on my blog reading list. Great. Yes. So... That's a good transition. To yes. those, that's one of the books we didn't pick. But we had, we've been talking about this in the Facebook group and on the podcast over the past, I don't know, month maybe, about integrating some adult books into this. So next week, we're, or we're not reading next our week, first, in two weeks. In two weeks, our first adult book. Yes. Are you And not ready? adult meaning like naughty. Adult it's, meaning just like <laughs> intended for adults. Yes. This is not a naughty book. So we picked this book. Grace had it in her chibi red pile. I read the description. I thought it sounded good. It's called Social Creature by Tara Isabella Burton. And it's a little bit of a thriller. It sounds and like. You know I love a thriller. Can I, should I just read the description yes, from Amazon? Yes, read the description because neither of us have actually read it yet. Yeah. I have nothing we else to We don't know if it's good or bad, but it looks great. Okay. So here's the description from Amazon. They go through both bottles of champagne right there on the High Line with nothing but the stars over them. They drink and Lavinia tells Louise about all the places they will go together when they finish their stories, when they're both great writers to Paris and to Rome and to Trieste. Lavinia will never go. She's going to die soon. Oh, I'm already hooked. <laughs> Louise has Love nothing. a good death. <laughs> <laughs> Louise has nothing. Lavinia has everything. After a chance encounter, the two spiral into an intimate, intense, and possibly toxic friendship. A talented Mr. Ripley for the digital age. This seductive story takes a classic tale of obsession and makes it irresistibly new. Oh my god, I can't wait to read this. It sounds good. I'm really excited. It sounds good. So yeah. we hope you'll read along with us. We're going to discuss it in on our episode in two weeks so that's oh i need a calendar that's june 27th yes so pick it up read along with us and let's talk about it yes we can't wait also also it's time to be desperate oh wait before we're desperate oh i was gonna say um we also tried to line up more of our books through the summer because i know we have a lot of library listeners who want to put holds on books or get ahead. And I know sometimes our pace is a, is a little much for some people. So you can decide what you do yeah. and don't want to read. So we're going to post them in the Facebook group and on Instagram um, this week so that you can 
get your summer reading sorted. And maybe if you're going on a vacation, mm-hmm. bring one of these books with you. Yes. But I think we have some really good ones. We have ones. some good books lined up. So we'll so head to the Facebook group or to Instagram to learn what they are. But we can't wait. Yes. yes. Okay, be desperate now. Okay, it's time to be desperate. Um, you know the drill. Please, guys, leave us a rating um, in iTunes or review if you're feeling creative and, like, writing something. Um, but it really means so much. We love reading your reviews. We got so many nice ones this week. It just it makes a huge difference. The reason we beg is just for iTunes and for the algorithm to help more people find us. Yep. Um, it makes such a difference and helps us grow. Again, we have a new name, so we're building up all new brand awareness, and this is super helpful. Yes, and after you do that, um, come follow us on Instagram at Bad on Paper Podcast. The day after this episode goes live, Grace and actually Grace and I are actually headed to Asia. So yeah, so you can follow our adventures. Yeah, there's gonna be a ton of adventures. Follow us both on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm at Becca M Freeman. I'm Grace Atwood. And uh, next week, we're coming to you with an advice episode. So send us all of your questions. Yes. We have a new email address. It's badonpaperpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And as always, come talk to us in the Facebook group. Yes. And so ends the desperation yes. minute of our podcast. Sorry for being desperate. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. We just were providing you with really highbrow entertainment. So we got a minute of being desperate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye, guys.